and good afternoon to another edition of City View with Mayor Tom Koch, a podcast, Quincy podcast. And my name is Mark Carey, his media director, sitting here with himself, his honor, the mayor of the city of Quincy. Mayor, can you believe where we're at today? Strange times, Mark. Very strange times. It really is. And, uh, you know, typically we can make, we make some jokes from time to time, but now is not really a time for joking, I guess, when it comes to this podcast uh, but you know, what's going on now. That's true, but we, we do have to... Uh, you know, we do have to make ourselves laugh here and there. We really do. You have to have a sense of humor and everything. And that's yeah. what we hope families are doing at home while they are at home, hopefully. Well, let's just get right into some of the stats. And I know at, at the time that we're recording this, uh, a little after 2 on Wednesday, the 25th of March, I want to fill in folks on where we're at as far as cases go. And Yeah, sure. In in Quincy, we've uh, our numbers have gone up, and we knew that would happen, just as like they're happening in a number of places because there's far more testing going on. We have 35 confirmed cases in Quincy. We have about 70 people beyond that being monitored. Of the original confirmed cases, eight have completely recovered. And we have had one death. I'm an 87-year-old gentleman from North Quincy who I knew very well, know the family. Real great, great guy. So certainly uh, our condolences go out to his family uh, at this time. So there are others I know in the hospital, and we certainly keep them in our prayers. We keep everyone affected by this in our prayers. And... Today, I had a conversation with the fire chief, the police chief, Chris DeMona from Brewster Ambulance. We touch base every day to see how things are going on the front line. And, uh, you know, I reiterated my gratitude to extend to, the, to all the guys and women on the front line, uh, particularly the ambulance crews, because they're really in the mix of it. And uh, Chris DeMona from Brewster, um, that team, they're doing an incredible job as our first responders on all medicals. We have pulled back a little bit from fire responding to all medicals. To protect the firemen because, it, you know, the major role of firemen is fires, is extractions from motor vehicle accidents, from hazmat situations. So we're trying to minimize them being infected by going to uh, medicals with the ambulance companies. Generally do respond with them and help them and assist them, but both sides have agreed this makes uh, a lot more sense. And sometimes they're the first, first ones response. there. The first in some cases, that's correct. That's correct. Mm-hmm. And they're helpful sometimes in helping to lug the patient out and so forth, but we have to be very careful that we protect the frontline people as well because if we have a disease like this start to go through our frontline responders, that could be real problematic. So we're trying to be very prudent uh, on how we move things forward. And uh, thankfully, we have a great team, and they're talking all the time. In fact, Chris DeBona was raving about Ruth Jones because Ruth Jones, our commission of public health, is in constant contact with each of them. And everyone's on the same page. There's no arguing. There's no egos here. Everyone's just trying to do the right thing. So... Certainly proud of all the work being done right now. Never mind all the people working in the hospitals. I mean, doctors and nurses right now. Yeah. You know, and, and I know my daughter somebody Julianne. close to you is a nurse. My and, daughter Julianne is a first-year nurse, and she's actually journaling every day because she said it, this is her first year on the job at Boston Medical, and she's yeah. talking about how this is going to be the defining moment of her career yeah. uh, when she's so young. You know, she's 24 years old. Well, she'll never forget it. Uh, and certainly I have a, a lot of friends whose kids are, are nurses and Mass General and BI and, and uh, certainly... We, we think about them, too, keep sure. them in our prayers uh, going forward. So, you know, we, we have, as I mentioned, the numbers. Total Massachusetts is uh, a little over 1,150 or so. So we're going to see that number going up as well. I don't think anyone is really surprised by that. And, and I know, you know, we'll get some time. We're going to talk about a few different things. But I want to reiterate to people that not to panic and not to fear. Be smart about things. There's a lot of guidelines that have been issued by the CDC, by the State Department of Public Health reiterated by our Department of Public Health. If you don't have to be out and about, don't. Stay out of groups. Uh, you know, wash your hands regularly, constantly. Uh, you know, be smart about things. And 
and we'll get through this as a community and as a society. Well, as the mayor said, there are today, as of this moment, this is so fluid. There are 35 cases right now, and uh, as the mayor just said, over 1,100 cases in Massachusetts, but that changes every hour. So at the, rec- at the time of this recording, we know at 4 p.m. every day, which is when we do, we wait to do your video that's going up on all of our social media, which we urge you to go and follow us on social media because we're getting really up-to-date, minute, up-to-the-minute information. If you can, and if you have that ability to see you are on social media, please find that. Um, Mayor, let's just get into a little bit, some things on the podcast that we didn't necessarily talk about on the videos. And if people aren't watching those, this is a different way of getting the information out. Sure. The governor did uh, sort of set a, he, he won't call it a stay in place, but in all actuality, it's sort of, it's, it's close to that. It's a non-essential workers don't have to work and stay home. Let's talk a little bit about Quincy and the parks and things like that. Yes. Well, first of all, the government of the city, you know, we have 2,000 employees when you, when you add all the school system and the city side in. And we have skidding down in all the departments. I guess I'm, I wouldn't call myself skidding down, but, <laughs> you know, we've scaled back. And, and yeah. we've, we, I don't want to say as far as skeleton crews, because every department is operating at some level. Obviously, the buildings are close to the public. Again, for the public's, public safety purposes, that's yeah. what we did. And, uh, you know, so people can call departments and get information. If they have issues, whatever it may be, they can, they can deal with those departments. So the governor has, you know, he's been doing his daily press conferences, and I'm great for his, for his leadership. He's been terrific, him and Karen Polito, lieutenant governor. And they've been very helpful. You know, we get texts from them and calls from them and checking in and exchanging notes and information. There's a lot of little things that come out of these things you don't even think about that uh, become issues. So, for example, like, you know, Father Bill's homeless shelter and the other shelters around the state, if there's a breakout in one of the shelters, what happens, you know? Mm-hmm. So we get a contingency plan for a lot of different purposes and reasons. Um, but, you know, he today he reiterated um, some of his earlier uh, edicts, if you will, and, uh, you know, that stay in place, um, not calling it that, but you're right, it is essentially that. You know, you get first responders, people who work in the medical community, You've got you know people that work in the supermarkets and in the pharmacies. You know they have, they have to go to work. If you don't have to go to work, then you should stay home. Now, if if you want to go out for a walk, great. You know I think we need to get our exercise both physically and you know some of that anxiety and stress level mentally. We got to kind of kind of work that off too. So don't be going out to walk with a group. The kids we we have the police doing regular checks at the playgrounds. They're welcome to go down and run around, but you can't have a five on five pickup basketball game. You can't be playing touch football. I mean, if you're out jogging or walking or, you know, to get a little exercise, I think, fair game. Again, it's about, and we're getting calls about that. I can't control stupidity. You know, I can't control everybody's kids. You know, parents have to take care of that with the kids. You know, the whole issue of play dates that shouldn't be going on right now. They shouldn't be playing, you know, even if it is informal team sports, it shouldn't be going on right now. You know, the, uh, the transaction of that disease, that's what we're trying, the transmission, I should say, of the disease, that's what we're trying to avoid. And there's people that feel healthy, and they are healthy, but they may be a carrier. Uh, so the whole point of, of staying, you know, at home is to prevent the transmission of the disease. It's as simple as that. We all have, uh, or we all had grandparents, we all have elderly people in our lives. You know, we want to be very careful uh, that we're not spreading things to them. There's younger people that may be on chemotherapy and have suppressed immune systems for whatever reason. We don't want them to get it. They're the ones that get a tremendous risk. So it's really common sense approach for a short period of time. Now, we're a get-up-and-go society. I mean, we, we're constantly on the go. People constantly looking at their phones. They're running here. They're running there. And all of a sudden, it's like the world has stopped, slowed down, and people don't know what to do. You know? <laughs> now, I, I, 
I'm as, as it's it's strange for me too. I mean, I'm usually out every night of the week going to functions. Yeah, you know, I'm at home a lot and now. Funerals and, and, and wakes. And, 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 it's correct. You talk about testing the marriage, coming home every night <laughs> instead of being out. Uh, God love her. I don't know how she puts up with me. It's it does come down to the basics. That look, we got to slow down for a couple of weeks here for the long term. It's it's all about the long term to slow this thing down to, to get that curve flattened out and get to the other side here. And um, that's the goal. And, but there, there is stuff that has to go on. Life has to go on in some ways. And, you know, I mentioned the stores. It is a little perplexing to me. I get it. The packies are open. The churches are closed. I'm a little yeah. confused by that one. But uh, we'll talk about <laughs> we'll that talk maybe about another that time. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you know, people have to use some common sense here. Use some of their own discretion. Take care of their lives, their families' lives. Take these precautions seriously. Take the advice of the CDC and others seriously. And and make the adjustments. So, and just to be crystal clear, the, the governor's issuance was a, a non-essential businesses to close. That was yesterday, the 24th of March, but the, it was the Department of, of Public Health that issued a stay-at-home advisory mm-hmm. to limit opportunities for person-to-person contact. But on that, Mayor, we just want to talk a little bit about, we've been getting some folks on social media that have asked or or shall I say demanded, and we don't necessarily believe all of these, some bots and some real people that are mentioning it, some some are legit and some aren't. What's social media? Um yeah, so I'll explain to you. I'll okay. you. <laughs> yeah. So on the snap, on the snap face, folks have issued uh, or have asked the question: Why aren't you closing construction sites across the uh, across the city? I know that there are new guidelines that are set in place today. We don't have those guidelines in front of us, but there are guidelines specifically for construction sites. Talk about that a little bit. Well, let me say this for us: Everyone agrees the food markets have to be open, right? Yes. Well, th- those people going to work every day, right? It's not just the people who work in the supermarket. Uh, stocking the shelves, the cashiers, the people at the delis. Suppliers. The suppliers, the trucks come in. So there's a lot of hands working that issue. And you could say the same about pharmacies. You could say about the same about liquor stores. People accept that okay because they know they need the food, right? Yeah. The public transportation is open. You know, the MBTAs operate. And I understand that because there are people that depend on that that have to get to some of these important jobs, right? right. There may be some people that are nurses that depend on public transportation. Yeah. But can you think of a worse place? Talking about transmitting diseases is, is public transportation. Yeah. You know, so stores and we, we, trans- public transportation. That's right. Yeah. So we got to think about this. So the construction piece of it, now there's two facets um, from the city perspective. You got the, the horizontal construction, which is the road stuff. So people working on gas mains, water mains, sewer mains, and roads, they're outside, they're not on top of each other, and, and they're supposed to be practicing, you know, good measures here, like, like everybody's supposed to. Well, the same goes on the buildings. Now, if you go down to Quincy Center to One Chestnut, 15-story building, if you walk through that building, you might find an electric, electrician or two on this floor, maybe a plumber in the floor upstairs, there may be a couple of people putting wallboard up or a carpenter working. They're not on top of each other. And they're following the advice of uh, good hygiene here. So washing your hands constantly, not eating in the lunchroom together, not going up in the elevator together, all of those things. Uh, so... That makes sense. We're trying to walk the line here a little bit, if you will, to try to keep things moving, keep the economy moving, at the same time protecting public health. I guess when you shut the tea down, you shut the food stores down, and you shut the packies down, then maybe we shut everything down. But, you know, it's the same people going to those same work sites, going home each day. They're not interacting with the public, you know? Uh, so it, I, I think it's different. Now, again, they got to practice, and we've talked about this was some of the contractors. Uh, I was on the phone with Lee Kennedy. He's the contractor building one chestnut. I was on the phone with DJ McKinnon. He's the developer for the North Quincy T project. And, and they've all been informed and a building department has reinforced it. 
you know, practicing those good hygiene and all those recommendations by the CDC on site, each and every of these sites. So, because the, you know, the families are depending on that. When, when a union worker goes out, yeah, I know you go on unemployment, but unlike, you know, municipal employees, they have benefits, they could take vacation time and all. When they're out, they don't get paid. And there's a family behind that. In many cases, their spouse is out of work now. So we don't want to worsen the economic crisis. And so we're trying to walk that line. I don't think we're endangering anybody's public health there. So there's room for disagreement on some of these things. You know, some mayors have made a decision to do certain things. Only if only three, by the way, and not we're not out of all the mayors in the, in this in the state of Massachusetts. There's only a few that have done that. Well, yeah, at it, this point, it, it's funny. You know, what's ironic is we closed the the hairdressers, the massage parlors, and nail salons and gyms yeah. be, before some of those cities did after they did construction. Think about that. I know. Think about yeah. that. The order of that closing. So, and again, people I think mean well. The leaders are making the best possible decisions they can with all the information they have available to them, uh, and we're doing the same here. And I'm in constant contact with, with Ruth Jones and, and our team on, on uh, how to approach things and uh, without, you know, doing, doing the right things, the smart things without panicking and, and getting too crazy. So one of the other things we're going to talk about besides, the, I want to let folks also know that if you go to quinzyma.gov and all of our social media sites, you'll see a list of takeout restaurants um, for everyone that's doing takeout and delivery because we want to help those folks. And we don't want to, we don't want to go beyond on this point because we have a lot to talk about today. Yeah. But I want to remind folks, go to quinzyma.gov or find us on social media. You'll find a list of all the restaurants that are offering takeout and delivery. Mayor, one of the other things we were talking about, again, it gets us a little bit out of the city, but the globalization or looking at how globalization will work. And these are conversations that are going to happen after this is all over. But yeah, I, when we talk about globalization, sure. tell, we had this conversation earlier today. Talk to the folks what, what, you're, what you meant. Well, the, the, the world is changing again, right? So, we've, we, you know, after 9-11, a lot of people, there were a lot of changes in our lives, you know. Uh, locally, after the blizzard of 78, habits changed after that. I mean, every time the, the uh, meteorologist talked about a snowstorm, everybody ran to the supermarket to pack. Uh, to, to buy all kinds of food and, and uh, you know, the, the people that make the junk food absolutely love that stuff uh, for sure. So in this case, um, the world has gotten so global, if you will, we don't make as much in our own country. And it was pretty um, astonishing to me as we went through this that almost 90% of our pharmaceuticals are made, medicines are made in China. I was reading a story this morning that a lot of the gloves that our first brothers wear are made in Malaysia or Vietnam in some of these places. And these crises are hitting those areas as well. Think about if China had not, that's a whole other discussion, by the way. They, yeah. If they had moved sooner and earlier and weren't suppressing information, this might have not spread as rapidly as it did. So I love our Chinese-American citizens. I do not like the government of China. And, and their communist government, it, it's, it's well, most, it, most another story of another, another day. But the point is, that really showed our vulnerability in a situation like this. We need to diversify that. We need to have our own manufacturing in a lot of these areas, whether it's masks, respirators, gloves, pharmaceuticals. If let's say China got a whole lot worse and they and they couldn't gear up the the, the plants again, how many weeks before we our senior citizens would be out of medications? I mean, I'm on certain medications. I mean, you think about yeah, that. It's, sure. So I think I think this is going to make us take a step back and take a close look at how the economy works. And uh, I think this is a little kick in the teeth to globalization that we, though we don't want to be in a cocoon and, and live uh, separate from the rest of the world, I think we've got to be smarter about it. We've got to be more diversified in our own economy and make sure that we're taking care of our own. And by the way, 
if a certain country may they control everything, if they get into a bad way, then we can help them uh, in the reverse, you know? So yeah. uh, I think, I think that's, there's a lot of things got to be looked at. You know, I see the, um, look at, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of President Trump sometimes and how he conducts himself, but we all should be rooting for the president right now. You know, we all should be together on this right now. And, and you can save your, your, you know, your politics your politics to later. I think he's making the best decisions he knows how. I think he's trying like, I think he's extremely frustrated. He's surrounding himself with great people, too. You're, you're attacking an enemy that you can't see, and it's, he does. He's got some incredible intellects around him and, and great medical people that have been terrific on this issue. So I'd, I'd, I'd like to see that slow down a little bit, honestly, um, and come together as a nation. I mean, there was no division when, when we went to war in World War II. Unfortunately, we had a lot of division in the Vietnam era, but I think for uh, us to come together as Americans is important. The other thing is this. You know, I see the governor of New York openly critical of the president. We're all learning from this. Perhaps the state of New York should have a stockpile of this stuff. Perhaps these hospitals should have more stockpiled uh, yeah. in, 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 a, in a case of emergency like this. A pandemic isn't new to society. We've seen them over the years with SARS and some other ones. So this, this shouldn't be something absolutely brand new. So although everyone's quick to blame the federal government, I think we all could take a close look, even locally. I, I've already talked about this with the health commission, our first responders. How yeah. can we have a better stockpile, if you will, of some of these items, the PPEs, to have for our yeah. first responders and all. I think we all have a responsibility. And as I said, after this is all over, and pray to God it's over swiftly, I think we're all going to learn from this and change some way we do things um, yeah. so that we're in a better place next time this should occur. So basically holding responsibility by also staying home. I mean, this is if we're all going to claim a little bit of responsibility, that's where we can start. Also stop pointing fingers. And, and we've, we're in unprecedented times. This has never happened before. We've never experienced anything like this before. That's exactly right. And, and um, you know, I know it's hard for some people to stay home. Uh, but you know what? It's, it, it's kind of cool in some ways in that families have to spend some time together now. They're not, they're not all running. I was talking to Kristen Powers, who's got five kids. She's... Constantly running from school, picking up school, soccer practice, basketball practice, this, <laughs> dance, whatever the case may be. When do you have a chance to sit down as a family and have dinner like we used to as a kid? You know, I know we yeah. sound, sound like our parents now, right? But <laughs> that was a big deal. You, you had dinner at, at home. And as we got older, it became more on Sunday because people started to work during the week. But, but you got together more. You had a conversation. And I've heard some people whining and complaining through this. You know, we haven't lost power. Your faucet still works. Your heat still works. Your power's on. You can use the internet. You can use the TV. But the other side of the coin is shut that idiot box off for a while. Pick up a book, you know. <laughs> Pick up the Bible. Pick up a book. Read a little bit. Speaking um, of the Bible, hey, just, not that I wanted to get on this road, but speaking of the Bible, you had a few things to kind of comment on that we not, we don't usually talk about on this show. We are in some unprecedented times, and I know you and I are both uh, the, of the same faith. We're both Catholics. We both are frequenting our church more when we can yep. um, because it's all been sort of shut down, if you will. For the most part, let's talk a little bit about that. Tell me your thoughts on well, that. Well, listen, I, I am a proud Catholic. Uh, that doesn't make me better than anybody else. I don't of course say not. it for that yeah. reason. Uh, I, I work at my faith. It's um, it's very important to me. Uh, it truly is. And I look at Quincy growing up and Quincy today, and I think one could look at society. Growing up, we had three temples uh, in Quincy or synagogues. Uh, we had nine separate Catholic parishes. There's no synagogues or temples anymore. We're down to three collaboratives. I know a number of the mainline Protestant churches have really scaled back and sold or are out of business. 
you know, we do have a mosque in Quincy. And, and I do think in these times we should take a real close look at our spiritual life that, you know, there is, I've always said it, we're all part of the same human family. Uh, we have a maker. And someday we're going to meet that maker. Again, these are my thoughts, my my beliefs. But, you know, it was, it was, I thought it was summed up pretty well by Mother Teresa at one point. Mother Teresa, who's now a saint, uh, an incredible woman, those that don't know who she was, um, just took care of the poor, just absolutely took care of the poor, essentially not just trying to feed them, but showing them a little bit of love uh, before they died. That's essentially what she was doing. And in one of her writings, she says, you know, if you're a Jew, be a good one. If you're a Muslim, be a good one. If you're a Catholic or Protestant, be a good one. In other words, take that goodness, those, that moral compass, those basic human values that you learn from your faith and put them into use for the greater of our humanity. Whatever you believe, take a, take a look at it and, and maybe pick up a book or, or say a little prayer. We, we could use it these days. We could use it. You know, and they used to say in World War II, there were no atheists in foxholes, you know? So, and I, I say this in respect to all faiths, all beliefs. I'm just sharing some personal thoughts on that. We certainly could use prayer for these families that are affected, prayer to end the, this crisis, if you will, worldwide, and, and prayer to um, get back to some common values in, in our human family. Well said. Just a couple of housekeeping issues for, for the Quincy Health Department. Please call 617-376-1272 if you have any questions. But for the most part, there's been a new informational hotline that's been set up at the Quincy Health Department, and that is 617-376-1288. That's 617-376-1288. And of course, Mayor, you always invite them to call you. Oh, absolutely. Have... Just a reminder to folks, look, it's a cold season. It's seasonal allergies. Don't panic out there. And don't rush to a clinic or an emergency room if you've got the sniffles. Call your primary care physician. They don't want sick people coming into the hospital and spreading a virus. So be smart about it. Don't panic. Talk to your physician before you make any of those kinds of moves. And certainly if we can be of any help here, uh, please give us a shout. And uh, we'll get through this together. Stay well, everybody. And the number here is 617-376-1990. Constituent Services is 617-376-1500. And folks, we urge you also to follow us on social media. Check out quincyma.gov, which is the city website. And QATV if you have Comcast. The mayor's daily videos are out every afternoon, and hopefully you'll get a chance to do it. So, Mayor, thanks very much, and we'll uh, see you next time. Thanks, Mike. 